So here we go. We are on page Yudches, second paragraph. It says like this, V'zehu avodis ha'nishamas began Eden. We were talking about last time, the idea of how we have to go up, that there's different levels, and that each level is, so to speak, different, separate from the level of four. Right? And it's dealing with the different amounts of ore that is being hispashed from the from the original level, from the Makar. Yeah, that's basically uh, the, been the discussion. Now, here we go. So this is the Avoda of the Nishamas in Gan Eden. So we see that just like we in our world, we have Avoda that we have to do. That's the reason why we're here. Right? In a similar manner, we have to say that the Nishamas in Gan Eden, it's not like, okay, now they're just, uh, you know, it's time out, right? That that's it. They're on vacation. That's not the way it works. There's an Avoda upstairs. Now, obviously, the Avoda down here is very different than the Avoda upstairs, not to be compared. But the concept that there is an Avoda is similar. And the idea of the Avoda in the upper worlds is a le- uh, an avoda where they have to go from one level to the next level in Gan Eden. The bechol aliyah However, in order to get from level number one to level number two, there needs to be a bitl of level number one. And then they could be included into the level above. The dafka kasher yeb vechin is bitul metzias legamre only when there's a bitul metzias legamre mikol vakol mimadriga dachtona when they're dropping off so to speak the lower level ad sheishkach legamre vechin is aoinik ahu until he totally forgets that oinik that he got vahaya kolo haya mamish and it was though it never happened as yechol lebol laalos lemadriga oinik aloki elion mimenu harbe then it's the time that he could then go up to the next level which is on a much Higher level than before. Okay, let's discuss what's going on here. Bichlal, uh, whenever, and we're gonna we're gonna focus on this for the next uh, you know couple of paragraphs. Okay, when I tell you that you're going to go in Eilam Hazeh when we're discussing things in, in particular in this world, going from one level to the next level, the way we think of it is in terms of let's say math. Right, first thing you do is you teach a child arithmetic. You teach them 2 plus 2 is equal to 4, 3 plus 3 is equal to 6, etc., etc. Then you go from there and you say, okay, well, if 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 and 3 plus 3 is equal to 6, so then if you take 6 and you subtract 3 from it, then you're going to get 3. So you're building on your foundation, right? You start with arithmetic, then you go to subtraction, and then you go to multiplication. Then you say, okay, well, if 3 plus 3 is equal to 6 and 6 minus 3 is equal to 3... So now let's take a look and say, let's say you have two threes. If you have two threes from a different language, i.e. three times two, or two times three would be really, right? That is also equal to six. Oh, that makes sense. And then you say like this. Then if you understand that idea, then you say, well, let's say that we had a group of six candies and we want to divide it between two people. Oh, that would mean that this person has three and this person has three. So what are we doing here? What we're doing here is we are taking step one. When you understand step one, then you could build on it and you could build to step two. After you have step two and you understand step two, you can build on it and you can go to step three. And as I write there, 
Let's talk about it in terms of uh, yeshiva life. First thing you do is you understand that there's a concept called mishnais. And when you understand how the Mishnah works, and you understand the basic uh, concepts of what Rabbi Yehuda Nasi is trying to bring out in the Mishnah, from there you could then go and you could learn a Gemara. You could probably figure out a lot of the questions that the Gemara is going to ask. When you're first learning it, however, what you need to do is just learn the information of the Mishnah. That's how we start. When you're a little bit more developed, then you start to say, oh, wait a minute, why does it say kol here in the Mishnah? What is it adding or subtracting? Right? That's one of the most famous questions. It's in like every time you see the word kol in the Mishnah, the first thing the Gemara asks is, why does it say kol? What is it coming to add? What is it coming to subtract? What is it time, you know, coming to exclude, right? Or not exclude, etc., etc. And you start to think in terms of the Gemara. But it's only because you understand the Mishnah that you could understand the Pashup shot of what the Gemara is going to be talking about. Then after a while, when you start to understand the Gemara, right, the Pashup shot of Gemara and the way Rashi would explain it, then you start to think, well, wait a minute. Why is Rashi explaining it like this? Maybe we could say that we could start asking a question from a different angle. Maybe you should look at it from this. Why does the Gemara say over here over this? And a page ago it said like that. What is it trying to bring out? How come in Erevin it says, right, that it says a way of how come, right, if you have a, right, if you have a Mavoy with a Kaira, that's 20, more than 20 Amas high, 21 Amas high. So then what happens? You're supposed to lower it. How come by sukkah it says if it's more than 20 amas high, it's just psula. So why over here psula and over there? Then you start to ask, well, wait a minute. Why are we, af- why are we starting to ask from Erevin? Why don't we just ask from the same, uh, from the same Mesechta? Why don't we look in something in, in, in Mesechta sukkah itself? Over here it says, why, why if you have berries in, in, in the Hadassim, there are more berries than leaves. So it says, what should you do? You should take off the berries and not, uh, it's not just possible, Right? Clearly, it's possible the way it is, but what it tells us in the Mishnah is, no, take off the berries. How come over here in the beginning of Sukkah, it says, just a stam, it says, psula, over there by the berries. Okay, so you start to, right, as you become more and more experienced, and you see it, especially in our yeshiva, that when a bachar first comes into yeshiva, he doesn't know what hit him. He doesn't know what's flying. What do you mean? What is this? Well, Mishnah, what? Gemara, what? Like, he doesn't know what's going on. And little by little, right, he starts to, to chop what's going on. He starts to get what's talking about in the Mishnah. He starts to understand the Pasha Pashat of the Gemara. He then starts to ask questions on the Gemara. He starts to, and that's how it's built. So the worst thing that could possibly happen, seemingly, in our yeshiva experience, would be if he forgets how a Mishnah works. Or if he forgets how the Gemara works. You can't move from point one to point two without remember point one. You can't learn subtraction and multiplication if you don't know the concept of addition. It doesn't work. Everything is built on something else. Over here he's saying completely the complete opposite of that. Over here he's saying in Gan Eden the way it works is that in order to get from point one to point two you have to completely forget point one. You following? Now where we're going to go with this is that it is true that in our world, in the examples that I gave you, in order to get from point one to point two, you have to remember point one. Because point two is built on point one. However, number one in Gan Eden, what we're talking about are levels that are ain't self. 
infinite. And therefore, they are what we're going to call Be'en Aroch from level one to level two. And then we're going to give an example of this also in Elam Hazet. The example we're going to say is uh, the famous marshal in the next paragraph of Reb Zera, that in order for when he came from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, right, what does it say about him? It said that he, he fasted a hundred times to forget the Talmud Bavli. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that he forgot the Talmud Bavli. You're not allowed to forget pieces of Torah, especially not on purpose. But there are different mahalchim, there are different ways of learning. And there are certain instructions that when you learn one subject, you have to apply these instructions to your mind in order to figure out how to learn this subject. However, if you're going to now learn a different subject, if you were to apply those same rules, you would not be able to learn the second subject. Because the second subject is so completely different in its nature to the first subject that by applying the rules that you understand to the first subject to the second subject, you won't understand the second subject. The example that's often given is going from learning Bavli to Yerushalmi. Right? Bavli is all about questions and answers. Right? You're asking this question, you're asking that question, you're asking uh, everything. Everything's a question. Why does he say like this over here? Why does he say like this? Why, 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 does, why does this Amara say like this? Why does that Amara say? Uh, uh, the whole thing, the whole methodology of what's going on here in order to figure out the cl- and get clarity is through a question-answer situation. In Yerushalmi, that's not the way it is. In Yerushalmi, it's stating facts. This is the way it is. Or, for example, even you could say, when a person starts to learn smicha, when they're starting to learn Yeridea, right? When you're learning Yeridea, there's a methodology of how to learn Yeridea, right? That is, it's a different mindset in terms of learning as compared to when you're learning Gemara. It's not that you don't have certain skills that you have to carry over. Obviously, there are. But it's a, it is definitely a different mindset of how to learn it. Now, in order to go from level one to level two, when we're talking about Bittal, there are basically... Hasidim and, and Mashpim discuss two levels that need to happen. Level number one is that a person has to make a separation from where his mindset was before. In other words, when a person, let's talk about coming to yeshiva. Coming to yeshiva, most of us are coming from a secular background, a secular education system, a secular college, whatever it is. And the way you apply your, your mind in a secular college is very different than the way you apply your mind when you come to yeshiva. So the first thing that needs to happen is a person has to mavatal himself in such a way that they are disconnecting from where they were before. They have to be ready to say, okay, I'm, I'm now ready to make a fresh start. I'm ready to apply myself in a different way. So step number one is, is this idea of detaching from where I was before. Step number two is very often when you go into a class, and especially a class that's a little bit above you, right? At first, when the teacher is speaking, you have no idea what he's talking about. Like Ezi, yesterday, right? When you were talking, when you went to the Gemara class, right? Like, you don't have any idea. It's way over your head. 
But at the same time, even though it's way over your head, right? It's like you can feel like there's something bigger going on here. You feel like a certain level of, wow, this is beyond me. This is something that's on a different level. I don't, I, I'm not. And that causes there to be a bit. So there's really two steps involved. Number one is a step that you have to let go of what you had before. You have to go, you have to be moving forward. Similar to like, let's say when you go from eighth grade to ninth grade. When you were eighth grade and you were the senior of that school, you knew how things ran. You knew how to run the whole show. You knew how to connect with the teachers. You knew how to, you knew how, how, how the elementary school is set up. Or for some people, it's middle school, right? When you go into high school, you have to recognize that it's a whole new system now. Whole new system, totally new teachers, totally new principal, whole different way of looking at things. And similarly, when you're going from 12th grade, now you're a senior, you have senioritis, you're driving your car all over the place, you know, you're partying and you're doing all, and you can know how to get away with things and you know how to like that. Now, all of a sudden, you have to go to college. And in college, you're living in some other place, you're not living in your house. And they give you, you have to be the one to sign up for classes. And you have to be the one that's basically in charge of your own schedule. (coughs) And you have to be the one that is not only in charge of your schedule, but you have to figure out how it's going to work that you're not going to have any classes that are conflicting. And you have to figure out how over the course of four years you're going to be having a major and you're going to have to figure out how you have to go and you're going to have to deal with all the prerequisites and you're going to have to do all the courses you need for your major. It's you. It's all on you. In high school, you just go. You're in ninth grade. Oh, now it's time to learn biology. Now it's time to learn algebra or geometry. Right? It's not a question. It's like this is how this is the step-by-step process. All of a sudden in college, you have to, it's totally new. And you have to figure out very, very quickly how you're going to make things work. And then when you go to the classes, it's a totally different class. It's right. A teacher is uh, speaking in front of uh, whatever, 100 people or 500 people, depending on what school you're going to. Right. Or right. Or you want to take a seminar, which is in front of 20 people. And the whole connection between you and the teacher is a whole different connection than what you saw when you were in high school. And the expectations are different. In high school, you're spoon fed the information. In college, all of a sudden, now, what has to happen? Well, you have to figure out, you have to read 250 pages of this book before the next class in order to understand what, the, what in the world the teacher is even talking about. Or you could blow it off and then you, get, you realize you're getting far, far further and further behind. You're never going to be able to catch up. So therefore, even though you only have, let's say, uh, let's say three hours of classes a week, you have to be spending another three hours a day reading through all the material that you need in order to figure out what's going on in this course. So you have to sort of, number one, leave behind the mindset that you had before. Leave behind the mindset that you applied to high school and high school classes of how you can make it work because it's not going to work anymore. Number two is all of a sudden you go into a class and you're blown away by, by what the teacher's talking about. It's like way, talking way over your head. That is a bitle. Now, once you are there, you could recognize, okay, I really got to dig, I have to dig my heels in. I have to really work now. In order to get anything going over here, I have to totally change my style. I have to apply myself in a completely different way than I've ever applied myself in my life before. And a lot of students don't. A lot of students basically mess up, especially in their freshman year, because they have no idea what's flying. They didn't no idea what hit them. Right? 
because it's so beyond them. So this is much more applicable here. This is what we're talking about in terms of ga- levels of Gan Eden. It's so Be'en Aroch, one level of Gan Eden to the next level of Gan Eden, because remember, they're getting the light from the Or Ein Sof, each level. So therefore, you can't compare going from one level to the next level. Each level is Ein Sof, and therefore each level is Be'en Aroch to the level before. You following what's going on here? That's what he's talking about. So now let's go back inside and read. Go, go through again. I'm going to read through the same thing that I read so far. I'm going to read it over again. We're starting again. This is the avoid of the neshamas begane. Right? Just like the neshamas down here are, are doing their avoida. So also the neshamas above have an avoida. Their avoda is rising from one level to the next level. But in order to go from level one to level two, there has to be a bitl of level number one. You have to let go. You have to go in, you have to recognize you're going into a completely new system. You're going from a high school mindset to a college mindset. And suffice it to say, when you go from college, undergrad, to master's or PhD, it's also a different, whole different story. Right? And only after you've let go of your mindset that you had before when you were in high school, are you going to be able to become included within the mindset of a college student. That's the only way it works. Now that's the way it's supposed to work here in 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 uh, going from Mesifta, right? When you go to, from Cheder to Mesifta, for example. Cheder, it's mommy spoon fed to you. And you go home every night, and you go from 8.30 to 4.30, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you, a kid who's 13 or 14 now goes to Mesifta, he goes away, and he has a Seder from 7.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night. Uh, forget about it. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. It's so Bein Aruch. But comparing Misifta to Zal, it's also Bein Aruch. Zal, you know, you're, you're supposed to be just sitting in Zal, learning for most of the time by yourself. And you're coming out of Misifta where you were going to classes every single day and you were in the, and everything was being kaviachal, spoon-fed. Not on the same level as a cheder, but compared to Zal, it's also same idea. After you've been able to let your mind go from that initial level of what you thought things should be, then you're able to be miskalal, then you're able to be included within the next level up. It's only after a person becomes bitl b'metzias, nullified out of his own existence, looking at completely, from the lower before, level before, the lower level. Until he totally forgets. Now here we're talking about in Gan Eden. There's a certain level of Oinig that's involved. Right? Similarly, in each of these levels, there's a certain level of Oinig involved. Right? That's how it goes. And you see it in everything. You see it in, let's say, even a sports player. Right? In other words, in order to, he had a certain amount of pleasure in, 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 in playing a game, playing a sport in, when he was in elementary school. But now he has to forget about what he was, where he was holding before if he wants to ever make it on a high school level. And some of these high schools are very competitive. 
right? They're like mamish. They're they're competing big time. And forget about it. Compared to high school, compared to college, and compare for comparative, comparatively speaking, college compared to the professional leagues is also each time you have to forget about where you were before. And it's as though you were never there before. Right? You were the star. You were the valedictorian of your high school class and now you're thrown in uh, to, uh, to college where you're with a thousand other valedictorians. It's, 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 no, you, it's a totally different game now you're playing. However, if you're able to do that, you're able to cut the ties from where you were, so then you're able to go to a whole new level and experience the whole new level. In terms of the nishamas, it's talking about different levels of einig in elokus, pleasures in elokus. That's what we're talking about here. Now, why does it work this way? Because specifically in Gan Eden, each level is a gilui, right? Each level is a gilui of the Einige Elyon. If each level is a gilui of the Einige Elyon, the Einige Elyon is Lamailam Ishtalshalus. Therefore, it's Be'in Aroch. It's Ein Sof. So if each level is a different expression of the Ein Sof, right? So then you cannot say that one level of Ein Sof is compared, right? It's like a totally different picture. And therefore, the different thousands and tens of thousands of levels in this whole Klal is Be'in Aruch, She'en Aruch Klal HaTachton L'Gabe'elion. You can't compare the lower level to the higher level. That's why there has to be this total bitl of the first level. In order, that's how you're able to get there, to the next level. Like, think about it in terms of a high school student. If he would bring his energy and his questions the way he understood a high school class into a college class, he's never going to be able to shift his brain to be able to understand the college class. You have to go into the college class and you have to just open your mind and you have to hear what is the professor saying. Stop with your questions. Stop with your limited understanding. You have to first listen. Listen to what the teacher is saying. After you've heard what the teacher is saying, now try to figure it out now you, could, now you could understand it. But a lot of times what happens with the student is that they, they're coming with their, their simple-minded questions into the next level class, and therefore, they're, they're, instead of allowing the, the light to seep in, they're not allowing it in because they're, 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 they're like making a boundary that they're asking their questions before they could even hear what, what's going on. First, hear what's going on. Then, Apply your mind to it and try to figure out, oh, this is what this means. Or say, no, I don't understand this point. So now I can see which point I don't understand. But if you don't allow the information in first, so then you're never going to get there. Because you're still applying your mindset of of a high schooler to a college setting. Impossible to succeed that way. First, go to the class, absorb what is being said, 
after you've absorbed what is being said, now figure out what questions you have. Yes. Is there not an automatic, um, an automatic bit of a mitzvah bit of a mahus once the nisham is in Gan Eden? There's no more. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean that we see you have to be the nisham has to be mavatel to the has to has to bit of the, the first level to go to the second level. But isn't it that it, it, it seems to imply that the nisham has like some free will over there? Well, it's not a matter of free will it's a matter of this is the fact of what's going on that each level that you move up you have to let go of the level before that's what we're talking about that's the whole idea should yeah. that be automatic though because the neshama is automatically built to the, the, the it seems the uh, uh, so what you're asking is uh, it seems like there's no it, it's not something that requires a voida right. it seems like it's something that is automatic but nevertheless, we see the Rebbe saying here that it is an avoda. So we're trying to understand that avoda, how could, how it could be, how this could work. So this is what we're saying, that there is, just like we have an avoda down here in our world, in our level, so in the same way, the nishamas are also having an avoda. Exactly what it looks like, we're trying to describe, but obviously as much as we're going to try to describe this, since we're not there, we don't really understand it. Right? In other words... Uh, there's more of a, of a connection between a high school student and a college student than, you know, what we can understand between a, of a neshama going from level to level. Obviously, that's why we're bringing this muscle, right? So we, we don't see it. We don't understand what, that, what exactly this means. But we're trying with, our, with whatever information that the Rebbe is giving us here to try to imagine what's going on. So also we see the same thing with limina chachma. When you're trying to get to a higher level of Hasaga, which is way beyond the first level, you have to let go of where you were before. You have to let go of your mindset from before. That's the way it works. Like Rabbi Zeira, he fasted a hundred fast, lishkach Talmud Bavli, to forget the Talmud Bavli, Talmud Yerushalmi, in order to get to a point where he'll be able to mekabel to receive. Not nice word there, right? The idea of receiving to let go, right? To receive, right? The Talmud, the Talmud Yerushalmi. What? Talmud is like thirst. Tzam, Tzam, fast. So then he says. Sam Maya Tainisa, that's what he did. It, he did fast, he fasted a hundred fasts. Right? <coughs> on the surface, that behold, in this learning, And so this is our question. Isn't it true that when you go from one limud to the next limud, <coughs> You should build on the first limud. In other words, that's what we were asking before in the beginning of our class, in my introduction. Isn't it make more sense that you have to learn arithmetic before you can get to subtraction, and then subtraction before you can get to multiplication, multiplication in order to get to division, and as How come this has to be? But come okay, and holchim darga darga. Right? And similarly, when, when he's going from one step to the next step, he should have to go, right, 
adding to it, not forgetting the first step. But here we see that it's dafka forgetting. Ah, however, zehu lefisha'in teira keteiras eretz Yisrael. So it says, right in the Medrash, that there's no Torah like the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. Shemuvdal be'erech mitalmud babli. So what he's saying here is it's completely separate from the Talmud Babli. The whole system is separate. That's what we're talking about. It's a completely different system. Lezais, for this reason, hagam shahalimud shalo, haya ba'av even though it's true that up until that point, Abzeira's learning had been with love, with fear, bis achtus, Oneness, until the, the fire could not even consume him. Here is talking about a, a story in Bab Metziah where I wanted to show that, uh, that the fires of Gehenim are not going to touch him because of his learning of Torah. And he went into a fire, uh, a tanur, an oven, and he wasn't burned. Right? So, in other words, he was on such a high level of learning, obviously, Reb Zeir, I mean, one of the you know, great Amoraim that we know about. Right? So, the point is that he is on such a high level that even the, the, the physical world could not affect him, could not hurt him. So, how could we say about him that he had to, that he had to fast and that he had to forget it? Well, like, what, what does that mean? Mikol Makom, however, Bichdei Lavo Talmud Yerushalmi, in order to get to the Talmud Yerushalmi, which is a completely different system of learning Torah, right? He had to forget that's the idea of bitl, of the first level, in order that he could get to the second level. That's the idea. Because it was not just another mesechta. It was a whole different system of thought that was about to take place. If there's a whole different system of thought that's supposed to take place, so then it's it's be'in you can't you, you can't apply the skills that you've had up until now to this new uh, new uh, set of learning. It had to let go of what he had ingrained in himself, and that he was so so much of a professional. Then that's it. It's like if you can imagine. Let's give a Lahavdil a sports analogy that I heard about recently. Uh, I haven't followed golf in, <laughs> in decades, but they say that there was a golfer, Tiger Woods, that was the, like the best golfer or whatever. And while he was at the best part of his career, he wound up deciding that his stroke, which is the most important part of the whole golf game, was not as good as he could be. And he decided to change his stroke completely. <clears throat> in order that he should become even better. Which makes no sense, because he was the, at the top of his game. He was at the top of the world. But yet, he saw, for whatever reason, I don't know, I, I, someone was just telling about me about this, so I, I'm not f- so familiar with it. He, he saw that he, by changing the stroke, he could be on a totally different level. So what did he have to do? He had to forget everything that he did, did before even though he was the, the number one golf player in the entire world. But because he had such a drive, I guess, to become even better in what he did, right? So therefore, he had to completely forget what made him into the best and then re, 
do everything all over from scratch. You see it also by like uh, runners, like even fast runners that do very, very well. But if they really want to, you know, reach a different level, they have to break down the whole way of how they move their legs in terms of sometimes in order when, if they're like a sprinter or they go more medium distance or far distance, whatever. It's, it's, they have to totally break away from what was natural to them or what they even accomplished before. So Lahavdil here, we're talking about the same thing. Here, Abzeira was one of the greatest Amaraim of the history of the world. He knew everything. But yet, in order to get to a point that he was going to be able to learn Talmud, Yerushalmi, it was a whole different system. He had to start all over again from scratch. Kaviochel from scratch. It was, it was skills he had to bring in, not knowledge. It's not the knowledge, not the information, but it's like the skills. The whole way of, of, of approaching the learning. Okay, that is an example of becoming bitl level one to get into level two. All right, let's stop here. Please do Chazara. And Mitzah Shem, we will continue on.